0: About, trying to figure out what it's all about Excellent Celeste. Am I worth anything or just a count? I don't know I don't know I don't know Spending time all alone Sending my songs so Dreaming of a better home we while focused on trying to hone This craft, witchcraft I hope the Brujas let this last
1: That was the great sounds of Watson with Outside on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Prestige, with my partner in crime, Long Island Raised, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Easy Blues, you are better with introductions more than me. Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand?
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring this back to Sesame Street. Today's secret word is photosynthesis. What is so important about photosynthesis is it actually creates the oxygen that we can truly breathe. And is by far, without oxygen, we don't live. So this is why photosynthesis is so important. Now, where does photosynthesis come from? It comes from things that are green, plants, not frogs, plants. By far, as we fully urbanize as as a community and a world, more and more, the plant life gets destroyed and we are kind of sabotaging ourselves but then there are people who will sit there and show the beauty of plants and show the inclusiveness of plants and show how important nature's art truly is and not only like it is honestly heroic when people stand up and say green spaces are needed so today we have an amazing guest Annika stewart and she actually has a uh, part owner of the Queer Plant Shop, an amazing pop up out here. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving you're driving, you keep your hands at 10 and two, because we don't want any accidents, but mentally put your hands together for the amazing Annika Stewart and the Queer Plant Shop. Hello, welcome. Hi, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for, for being here and thank you so much for all you do um, now. You don't technically have a storefront. You, you are, are, are living in a pop-up type of world right now. Can you uh, yes. explain to the listener at home playing the home game, as I like to say, what exactly a pop-up is? So
3: pop-up is basically when we bring all of our materials, we bring a shop to wherever this pop-up event festival is being held. Uh, mm-hmm. We bring tables. We have a tent. We bring decor items. We bring tablecloths. We bring all of our plants. We bring every merchandise that we have, uh, signage, etc. And we kind of pop up shop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Where does this idea come about?
3: For the shop, or to do pop ups?
1: Uh, for the shop, and then to do pop ups. Let's make it a two-part question.
3: Okay. Cool. So to do the shop, uh, my partner, Georgina, who unfortunately is not feeling well today, had to Mm -hmm. sit this interview out, always wanted to open a plant shop. Um, We sat down when we found that we had about 200 plants each in our respective apartments. Um, And we were propagating and we just had so many plants and, and Georgina said something along the lines of, of wanting to open a shop someday. So I remember it was in the middle of the pandemic and mm-hmm. I said, well, why why can't we? I mean, there's people who are no smarter than us right. who do amazing things all the time. So why why can't we? And so we sat down. I remember we were at a Thai restaurant on Chapel Street in New Haven, and right. we made a business plan. We made a shared iPhone note and made a business plan. So we started getting on propagating our plants and making them ready for sale and research, a lot, a lot of research.
1: I imagine. And
3: And then, you know, just like with any idea, you have to Mm -hmm. keep an open mind, right? So we didn't have a definitive end goal for our shop just to one, never let it become something grueling, never let it become something that we didn't enjoy because mind you, during the pandemic was pretty much a very dark time for a lot of people. And it was for us too in our, in our mental health. And so we were like, we can't, we cannot make this a job. Obviously it is a job, but we can't make right. this something that's like, you know, so yeah, we had no, no set business plan mm-hmm. and we let it evolve as it did. And, and we're so glad that we did because we started now incorporating art into it because I'm an artist, I'm a fine artist.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And
3: so now we are Really working towards making art installations. Which last year we did an art installation. If you, if anybody goes to Barracuda Bar and Grill downtown New Haven, oh, I love that place, We made yeah. we made that giant plant wall that was outside last year. This year really we did not awesome. do the plants, but we uh-huh. really. Uh, we put our all into it. That's my favorite project. And we just did one outside of possible futures books on Edgewood Avenue Haven. So anyway, yeah, that's how, and, and it's just rolling into really exciting things and dipping our hands in everything that we possibly can. Um, and as far as pop-ups go, um, as a fine artist, I have been coordinating art shows and pop-ups since 2018. Mm. So after your queer plant shop was birthed, of course, I was like, oh, we're adding this in here. Who doesn't want plants and art and food and drinks, you know? So,
1: yeah. So everything started to happen really organically and beautiful.
3: Right. And, and always, always, always with our friends.
1: Mm. Easy. You want to touch on that?
2: Well, no, I love actually the fact that you're also a visual artist. And I kind of alluded to that in the intro um, where plants is nature's really first work of art. Um, you know, and, and a lot of stuff has spawned off from that as per still life and different things like that. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's incredible because like going through your guys' Instagram, by the way, if you have not had the opportunity to check out like some of the most beautiful shots of some incredible plant life, you need to jump onto their Instagram and really, really look at some stuff. I was I was looking at the leaves earlier today. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, I, I feel like I'm missing out on a lot. Um, and I, I, I have a like a, purple thumb like i i, I, don't, I don't just kill <laughs> things um i bring it back from the dead and then rekill it from there um so for for someone as um plantly challenged or you know and also can we all take take a second to crack the joke that y- you said the plant store was an organic build <laughs> all right i just to want to it. say the plant store is it, moving it, very it, organically of it, course it is there's no it, HMOs it, it, here we're we're, we're good
0: right
2: <laughs> <laughs> um you know so for someone who is you know green thumb challenged as myself um how do you communicate to an, to an audience like me who has no idea i'm like whatever plant be fantastic good stuff <laughs> um, you know how, how, how do you win like a a, a fella like me over
3: OK, OK, well, there's two things, right? Mm-hmm. I remember one day I was talking to Georgina. Now, Georgina is well more, how do I explain, like into is just knows how to take care of plants and is mm-hmm. good at the tediousness. And actually, their specialty is like the most tropical, rare plants that you'd find in the middle mm-hmm. of a rainforest, which is very much not Connecticut weather. So it's kind of hard to do, right? Um, But I remember complaining because I had this plant that I really liked and it wasn't happy. And I remember Georgina just shrugged their shoulders and said, you just have to learn its language. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do. And so with that, I started poking and prodding it more. You know, we treat plants like if you breathe on it wrong, it'll just die. And that's not necessarily what will happen. Um, Mm -hmm. Plants are resilient. They just grow out there. You see through cracks in the concrete that there are flowers that push their way up through it. They want to live, human beings, plants, animals alike. We all have the same instincts in wanting to live and wanting to thrive. Um, So it's, it's, you know, you have to just learn its language, number one. Number two, I would say just as a tip, if you really want to get into the plant world, you should find a plant that just makes you swoon, that you just really like and won't forget about and that you want to see do well uh get used to sticking your fingers into the dirt get used to checking the undersides of the leaves look at it many times a day that kind of thing will make you learn its language but it has to be something that you really are into you know I've bought Mm -hmm. plants because people said they were easy and I don't care about them but I buy a plant that every time I look at it I'm just like you know that's the one that you're going to thrive on that's the one you're going to learn does that help? I, I, <laughs> uh, it helps a
1: lot. No, I, really honestly, does. that was
2: like the coolest answer possible because I'd never really looked at it that way. You know, to to me, although it is a living, breathing organism, it is something that, that, that you know, has life and, and continues to breathe life. Um, I never looked at it as, oh, something like I need to like fall in love with. But it makes complete and total sense because throughout all of history, if you, you go look back at, at different things, you know, to be a phenomenal um, warrior, you also had to either be a flower arranger or you dealt with the bonsai trees and, and, and all these kind of things. So you were making sure you were balanced where you were creating as much as you were destroying. Um, and it was it is that incredible aspect. So really looking at it as you know, learning that plants language and figuring out the, the plant you want to invest that love into makes so much more sense and I, I really i want to thank you for 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 that uh perspective because mm-hmm. never never would have thought of that myself ever like thank you so that's awesome
3: well thank you <laughs>
2: <laughs> so as you and you know you're continuing to to grow and 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 push through everything that that you're you're doing um, um what are some of the, the, the struggles? Well, you know, what is it like, you know, cause you guys started, uh, you know, during the, the pandemic aspect. Um, so obviously there was, you know, uh, those little steps and stumbles to, to grow up through there. Um, but we're hearing that a lot of businesses came up through that and were able to grow. So what is kind of your experience growing through that time?
3: Um, through the pandemic in particular, or
2: just yes. growing
3: in general? Okay. Through a, the pandemic. A little bit of both.
2: Yeah. A little okay.
3: Bit of both. Okay. Um, through the pandemic, again, like I said before, it was just more like we cannot make this something that's a stressor. And you can say that all you want, but it's going to become a stressor when you care about it. So um, I think that the biggest problem for us was. One, we had to invest our own personal money into it, like most people do with businesses, unless you don't have to, I guess. But we had to invest our money into it, so we we didn't have the advantages of the people that we looked up to. Uh, we chose not to really compare ourselves because we are a different entity, and again. Everyone's different and has their own niche, and there's reasons why people buy from one plant shop rather than the other. So we tried not to compare ourselves, but I think that the biggest challenge was our mental health and trying to pick ourselves up out of that place that says, "Who do I think I am?" You know mm-hmm. um, I think it's really hard to, especially as an artist myself, and at being on the forefront of any kind of media, social media page where you're trying to sell yourself, sell a business, etc it's so hard not to just be so critical and be like, who do you think you are? You know, who are all these right. people who, you know? So I think that was that is the hardest part going through the pandemic. And I, I think Georgina and I would both say that exposure therapy is the best therapy. And we had to prevail, we had to continue. I mean, we didn't have to continue going, but we loved what we did so much that we chose that not that that continuing was better than not, you know. Right. And so that exposure, time and time again, making mistakes, looking back and cringing, it made us grow. It makes it, us laugh now, even, you know. So yeah. there's that. And then now, I would say the biggest challenges are the business aspect. I and and you know, being a small business, not to mention the fact that, you know, Georgina and I have full time jobs, mm-hmm. so. Every single pop up, every single message we answer, every single thing that we do with the shop is on our downtime after working a full how many hours, Mm -hmm. you know, so it is grueling on the body and on the spirit and on the mind. But God, we love what we do (laughs) do. and the business aspect in the sense of you are selling things. You have to keep up with your social media. You complimented my social media earlier. Thank you so much. But, you know, sometimes it's like I feel so ugly today. I do not want to take a picture of myself or I feel so tired. I don't want to lug all of this stuff down my three third floor apartment stairs, my tables, my plants, my, you know, everything and then lug it back up. But we do. So, you know, you have to just I guess the learning curve in that was finding what was worth it. And this is very much worth it for us. We enjoy it.
2: I absolutely again, love, love your answer you know, because the reality of it is, you know, when you move forward and you're doing something like this for a very long time, it is a labor of love. And it's the thing that, that, that you need to continue to funnel into and continue to nurture very similar to like what you were saying with plants, you know, find the, find the plant that you love and speak its language. The same can be said for a small business or an independent business something along those lines um and i think that is a glorious glorious thing that you have rocking rocking and rolling and i really do truly appreciate it here on 103.5 fm wnhh new haven we are behind the brand my i am easy blues prestige has disappeared off into the ether he will be back momentarily <laughs> we are here with anika stewart from the queer plant shop talking business and plants and love and life and I'm, I'm digging every second of it um so as you're continuing to grow and continuing to move and, and obviously you know navigating through the pandemic um where now there's a lot more spots where you can go and, and be out in in the open air and really talk and and, and show people that type of love You know, how do you select what plants you bring for your pop ups or do you just bring everything like we're just going to load up the entire inventory and hope?
3: (laughs) Our inventory is handpicked by us because we like, you know, we like the the word queer because of, you know, being queer, but also because plants, we want to find the most unusual tropical plants. We really like things like variegation. Variegation is a lack of chloroplast in the plant's color, therefore it makes it come with a yellow, white, or pink uh, splotches, or, or you know, in, in the spots of the leaf that are missing chloroplast. Um, we like things that are strange, unusual, but still pretty. You know so we pick those things i we like a lot of common house plants but we like to find the more uncommon ones that's kind of our our, the fun for us and um i would say also our we have a rare collection so a lot of people know us as uh reputable i would say not to toot my own horn but also like you know we, we really care about our plants especially the rare expensive and harder to find plants. Um, so we handpick those in the way that how beautiful we find them. Um, if they live in the environments that we feel like we can replicate. For instance, and, and, and you know, Georgina hates when I do this, but it's so true. Georgina is a master of, of tropical rare plants. And Georgina can cut the top off of a plant and make it into a whole other one. It's hard to wow. root plants without rotting it in water. Um, and also, so speaking of our respective apartments, right? Georgina has in their hallway a walk in greenhouse, <laughs> has given oh up space for a walk in greenhouse to replicate this 85% humidity, 79 degree, full sun kind of life that these plants are used to living, living and for that, they thrive. Um, so yeah, I would say that we select in the sense that they are something that we know how to take care of, especially Georgina. Georgina's pretty adept at doing so. And also something strange, unusual and not plants that you can find at Home Depot or Lowe's. Mm-hmm.
2: I love um, that that you, you openly addressed it because that was one of, one of my questions is um, you know why the name um, the queer plant shop and I absolutely love that it, it's the the, the, the the double meaning because a lot you know a lot of people don't really realize that you know there's a lot of beauty in our language and there's a lot of ugliness in our language and there, there's a lot of terms that have been made ugly by ignorant people um, and I love that you guys have stepped forward and you know for very, social norm aspects, but also to claim it as, we have plants that are a little bit different than out there before. Um, So you're getting people to think, which one of the hardest things in the world to do. Um, (laughs) It's true, like, people get stuck in their ways and and, and people are entitled to be, you know, as long as they're not hurting other people, they're entitled, you know. Um, We never shy away from uncomfortable conversations here. So um, at the end of the day, you share as much or as little as you want to share. And, and we, we love every aspect of it. But what are the, those extra you know, stumbles that you guys are, are starting to see or those extra roadblocks by, say, having that name? Or are there more doors that are being opened now because of our location, like being an urban location?
3: That's a great question. And I think in the great divine balance of the world that there are both, um, a lot of doors have opened. A lot of great relationships have been made uh, to people who want to support the queer community, to people who want to um, get to know us for being so forthcoming about it. Um, I think that also there are people who find it hard to come to terms with the name, and I won't lie and say that sometimes to this day, you know, even being grown, mm-hmm. I still feel nervous about people's reactions to it because, right. you know, it could be dangerous. It could mm-hmm. lead to rejection and, and, and worse. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily stumbles or roadblocks per se. I mean, it, it can take a toll on one's mental health to be worried about their identity becoming a point of danger for them. But I would say we are so ferociously protecting our boundaries and protecting our inner circle and even our outer circle. We are so confident in who we are. We both put good into the world. We have nothing to fear. And uh, you know, no one can really make us feel like lesser because of what they perceive about our personal lives. We we know who we are, you know, so we 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 we're well protected in that sense by our friends, family and
2: just ourselves as well. Please understand that you are a superhero. Um, you know, to, to, <laughs> to no, you are. Um for you know, the, the community that, that is growing up and, and and don't feel as secure. Um, they can look at what you guys are doing and they can feel secure. They can understand that that there there is you know a better existence than say the high school nonsense or the middle school drama or even people who do not feel safe in their own house um you know where you guys and you said it so beautifully and and you know you control your, your circles so that you know and you, you make sure that you're breathing through positivity and setting boundaries boundaries are so 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 important for mental health for everyone you know and we come through a society that, you know, states, you know, and I, I grew up in an Italian household. You can tell by my by my last name, you know, no matter what it's family, but sometimes family can be the most toxic, um, you know, and, and, you know, that, that, well, you know, it's just, it's just who they are in their family. You have to be able to set that boundary of like, no, I, they're family, but my mental health is a lot more important. Um, and I love that, that you're doing that. And I love that you're, you're owning it. Because you guys owning it and, and going through that is opening up so many more doors and so many more hearts for the, the the generation coming up and having some people in that generation coming up, I am truly appreciative of that. So thank you. Well, thank you. Hey, nice. Prestige, welcome back. Hey, buddy. what's going on? What's been? going
1: on? What's going on? I've been I've been good. <laughs> I've been good. I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, the has been kind of been evil to me during this whole broadcast, <laughs> but you know I'm kind of back on um i'm learning a lot right now and i didn't i didn't want you to just intervene but um anika uh what are some of upcoming events that you got going on uh, with the career plant shop
3: so you will find us at new haven pride in september i believe it's the 19th but if you want to stay on our instagram page that will tell you for sure um Mm We just, like I said, completed an installation at Possible Futures Books in on Edgewood Avenue, Haven, which you can go by and see our installation, and also mm. go get some awesome books from an awesome person. Um, right. That is due to open very soon this week, I believe. That book is having that store is having its grand opening, um, and next Sunday we will be at East Rock House for a pop-up. Nice. Thank you
1: for asking. Definitely. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely sounds really exciting. Um, Do you believe that there are different plants for certain people?
3: Definitely. I definitely believe that. I think it's one, what you look at and what you like. I think Mm. also it's the environment in which you keep. Um, But even then, I I don't know. I'm very different with my plants, and I find than Georgina is, for instance. I like to really put my plants through the ringer to make them strong i'll let them stay a little drier and a little hotter and <laughs> you know whereas jordine is very doting on there so i think it's also like i said before plants are resilient so you can mm. you can learn their language and they'll learn yours as well but i think also the environment that you keep your house for instance if you have a big sunny window in your living room right. you know then get a plant that is full light um some people like big leafy things and some people like uh colorful flowers you know so it's it's you know so people like to to garden for sustenance for food and would mm-hmm. rather do that than own house plants so i think it's just finding your niche finding what makes you happy
1: now you say different temperatures uh with plants um it, if if it can get too hot will it ruin the plant if it get too cu- do or some plants have to stay in cold temperatures only the like explain to me for the average person
3: okay yeah um most plants it depends on what the plant where the plant is indigenous to, right because most plants grow outside on their own that's how they came to be right so wherever Mm -hmm. you're getting the plant from is where that this plant needs to be uh, temperature humidity wise and even light wise right so if I have a plant that's from a rainforest, say, okay, one of the most common house plants is called the Swiss cheese plant. It gets quite mm-hmm. big, has holes in the leaves. I'm sure you've seen it before. It's called a, a monster, Monstera deliciosa. That is from the rainforest. It's a, it's a big plant that climbs up the side of uh, mountains and, and likes full sun and super humidity. So, oh you know, you'd have to, you'd have to, but it's not that hard either because we, you know, I live in Connecticut, which is kind of by the ocean and has a more humid, uh, you know, environment. So a monstera can survive inside of our house, not as well as it would inside of rainforest, of course, but it will survive and you can tweak your environment to be able to mimic that. For instance, we heat our house in the winter, therefore my houseplants survive all year round. Um, when it's in the ground it's different especially every Mm. place in the world has something called a hardiness zone and you can look that up you can just google it and see what you know what plant takes what hardiness hard you know what temperature it can take when it needs to come inside etc it does take a lot of research and it's so funny we always joke in the plant community that You never Mm -hmm. stop learning. You're never going to be done with saying this plant has everything it it needs and it's perfect. No, you're going to find out then you want to, you know, give it fertilizer. And then you want to find out that you're going to find out that you have to prune it and cut it up a little bit to make it grow better. Give it a stake, you know, which, you know, it's like sticking a piece of bamboo or wood or or, um, a trellis inside of a plant because if it grows up, the leaves will get bigger. There's just always something to learn about the plant. Um, I'm just going off on a tangent. I'm sorry. But no, anyway. no, 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 no.
1: I'm liking it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm, <laughs> I'm loving, this. I'm loving this. Yeah, it. Yeah, it seems to be your guy's passion and it seems to be, you know, what you were destined to be was just, you know, run this plant shop and definitely give something back to the community. Um, you ever thought about bringing in food to the uh, plant shop, like with avocados or fruit or different no, other types of
2: materials? I love leaves. So There you go. I
3: love I love all of that stuff. I love trees. I've grown Mm. a couple avocado trees myself and even sold a couple in the shop. But it's, I think our our excitement comes from those tropical, rare, rare, weird things, big leafy things that don't necessarily produce fruit. Um, But we are starting a garden next spring. So that might turn into something else. We just want to get our hands dirty and figure out what comes about, you know. That's a thought, though. Now you've planted that seed, and we'll see what that rolls into. <laughs> well,
0: I'm happy
1: I definitely did, did point that idea out. <laughs> Easy, I see the thumb above you, buddy. Yeah, I see well, not the thumb but the
2: finger above. Go right ahead, buddy. Um, well, um, <laughs> one of the things that you talked about uh before is uh, you have an installation um at a bookstore on on edgewood for the 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 listener at home that has no idea what that means um what exactly is an installation i you know i know that we talk about art installations and different things like that but there's a lot of people who have no idea what that is so let's jump into that for, for a hot moment
3: okay so i'll start with our very first plant installation This is outside of Barracuda Bistro and Bar on Chapel Street slash Park Street in New Haven, downtown. Mm -hmm. Um, The owner, who is a very lovely queer queer woman herself contacted Georgina and I and said that she has a patio. She wants outdoor seating during the pandemic that became Mm -hmm. huge across New Haven. And she wanted it livelier, she wanted it Puffed up with plants. She wanted to figure out how we could do things. But she also wanted to give us free reign, which is music to the ears of an artist, let me tell you. So she she basically she didn't really give us any direction, just said, I want this to look beautiful for my patio. And so Georgina, as we do, we sit down and we just start tossing ideas at each other, rolling them off each other. We have a pen and paper. And eventually Georgina came up with the idea because inside of their walk-in greenhouse in their apartment hallway, they, to make more rooms for the plants, put Mm -hmm. a plastic clear shoe holder on the back of it, which have pockets. And so that way each pocket could hold its own little plant. And so we thought, what if we did a living plant wall outside of something similar? And we found a contraction that actually is an outdoor plant holder. And I, we ordered six of them and had somebody install them like, you know, into a concrete wall. I'm no good with the hammer drill. Hmm. And we went to our friend's farm. It's, uh, what is it, Running Brook Farms in Killingworth, Connecticut. And she had a plethora of all these amazing outside foliage plants that we could pick from. And so that was more my my thing into it. I I, I eyeballed the colors and the textures and everything that we wanted. And so we we counted out all the numbers of how many plants we would need to fill and basically came up with this like gradient design idea um, that would really just overgrow and look like, you know, plants are just bursting from the wall. So, I used outdoor plants like coleus, silver falls, um, ivy, beautiful flowers called petunias, um, mm-hmm. and so many other plants. I mean, sedum is another one. Those are all things that you can find at Lowe's if you ever wanted to, you know, create something yourself in your garden. Um, so, anyway, we, we stood on a 12 foot ladder and Really got our hands dirty and planted each planter. So we had what six? I am no good at math, so I will not even attempt to do it. But we had six planters that held 36 plants each. So that was like a lot of plants. <laughs> and we went ahead and replanted all of them in the design. It was like a gradient, a different. Colors trickling down and and blending into one another and it became this magnificent art piece, if I do say so myself. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely, (laughs) we had the best time. It took about eight hours from start to finish for us to fill all the planters and be happy with it. Um, I did have to go multiple times a week and make sure everything was watered, and we went ahead and changed out the plants too. It was our first time doing it, you know, so we wanted it to remain absolutely perfect for as long as we possibly could. Um, so yeah, so then I I would take care of it, replace plants as they got burned by the sun. The sun can burn plants, you know. Um, yeah, and there it stayed until winter came and it was entirely too cold for the plants to be outside. And I took it all down and cleaned it up. And this year, uh, the owner Sonia went ahead and planted her own mojito garden. Barracuda is known for their delicious mojitos. So she planted her own mojito garden and it looks awesome. So if you guys wanna go visit, you can check that out even though it's not our installation this time, it's a great restaurant possible futures <laughs> books was a very 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 like one sixth of that actually we used one yeah. panel 36 plants and we were just adding a pop to the outside edgewood neighborhood um that and a a um a flower bed the owner lauren and me and georgina and lauren's partner chris actually all did that together but Georgina and i did the the installation so yeah it's it's Takes a lot of planning. I think the most time that we that it took was lugging the plants there, planning, and actually planting.
1: Can it get overwhelming at times? Just with the planning and like the certain type of plants you have to get go to different pop ups and all that.
3: It's yeah, it's I think it's always overwhelming. It's right. always overwhelming because I have a full time job. So it's literally like work, plants, work, plants, work, plants. You know, there's no Yeah, I forego I forego a lot of rest and leisure time and so does Georgina. But again, it's like what right. we love to do more than anything. So we'll grumble the whole time <laughs> leading up to it. But then as soon as we're there, we are just all smiles and so happy to have to... and we're always like, We did it, you know.
2: <laughs> so
3: but we'll
2: complain. We complain a lot. It sounds. It sounds like Prestige and I when we're putting on shows. Yeah, you know, absolutely. <laughs> we 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 grum- we grumble all the way. Oh, it's horrible. No, and then once the show's on, <laughs> we're like, Yay! It's yeah. a good time. <laughs> and I don't mean these shows because we 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 put together like um, you know music events and different things like that. Right. And it, you always when you do something like an installation or something live no matter how well you plan and your plan has to be like so well because in the live aspect it's something's going to go wrong <laughs> um so it's it's amazing to have a great plan oh definitely
1: and something Especially. always
3: does go wrong no. <laughs> always. i think also just the the physical labor aspect of it too is like If you see people at pop-ups, know that they carried all that crap out there. They built it all up and they're taking it all down and they're putting it away when they get home and they do it multiple times a week. You know, it's Mm -hmm. crazy. I'm sure you guys do too. If you're putting on live music events, there's a lot of equipment, heavy equipment. (laughs) Yeah. I (laughs) Yeah. Lift 300.
2: Help
3: us
1: next time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely um, on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself Prestige and my partner in crime with the Boxing Stance, Long Island Raids, Elm City Made, EZ Blues is in the building. Anika Stewart is for your queer plant shop in New York Like children's programs for the queer plant shop having them know,
3: know about plants and exploring that world? You know, we've never thought about that, actually. We've never mm. thought about bringing children into it. I think that would be a great thing to do. Um, mm. We often do encounter children with mm-hmm. parents who encourage their exploration and their plant growing. So um, I think that would be something that would come quite easily to us. In the sense that, you know, kids come over all the time and want, you know, want to see the leaves and ask us Mm -hmm. about it. And what is that? And my mom has one. So, yeah, it's a good question.
1: (laughs) I just see you guys doing like little workshops with the kids. I think we're pretty cool. Um, I've been looking through like a lot of stuff on your site throughout the broadcast and it's very great stuff that I see with the plants. I'm seeing heart-shaped plants. I'm seeing cactuses with flowers on them. (laughs) It takes (laughs) a lot of work and just uh, preparation just to do what you guys have to do. Um, Are there certain plants for a type of season? Do you only have some plants during the spring? Do you only have some plants during the fall or sometimes in the winter?
3: There are definitely plants that are like that. Again, that, that right. goes with like the hardiness zone that I was talking about earlier, Absolutely. but also you know, what, what the plants need. But um, it, as far as our indoor plants, not really, no. Most of these plants that we have do love full sun and uninterrupted sun rays. There's so much magic in the sun's rays, not just for human beings, but for plants and animals and everything in between, right? So um, what you would do if you have, you know, your indoor tropical plants that can only survive in, in more uh, warm weather, you would slowly condition your plant to be able to go outside in the warmer months. You'd bring it outside for maybe two minutes a day for a couple days of the week and then maybe five minutes and then an hour. And then you can kind of leave them outside as, as you will until it gets cold again. But for the most part, it's mostly outdoor plants. Like, for instance, our installations that we do, mm-hmm. we we like to use plants that can last from mm-hmm. spring through summer and early fall. And yeah. then after that, there's not very many foliage plants that we have in this area that can last through a Connecticut winter. It's
1: quite mm-hmm. cold, frozen. You get rough. It could definitely get rough. It could definitely get rough, and especially in uh, Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> and snow is no joke. Um, but when it comes to that, let me just transition into that answer. Um, what stuff do you do to take care of the plants in the wintertime, between that this late December to early March type, type of vibe? Like what stuff do you do to take care of those plants be in preparation because of that?
3: That is a great question. So in the winter months, we have heat, artificial heat, right? Mm. And that can dehydrate a room so fast. So I would suggest buying a humidifier, buying a good humidifier that can bring, that can even read the humidity in the room. Um, You can keep that on all day long, or you can run it for a couple hours in the day. This will ensure that your plant's leaves and soil are not too dry due to the, the heat that you're pumping through your house. It's quite dry, it really dehumidifies the room. I would also say if you don't necessarily want a whole humidifier in your room, um, you can get creative with how you leave water in your spaces because precipitation will really help, you know, if you just leave like that. Like, for instance, this is what I like to do. I go to... Um, savers and I'll get, which is a thrift shop in our area, and mm. I'll get a metal bowl or plate and I'll put my favorite gemstones in it, like rose quartz or quartz, and I'll fill it to the top with water. And this way, moisture will partici- precipitate from the from that into the air and just create more moisture and more humidity in the room without actually having something like jutting out water all the time especially cause I like to keep my plants in my art studio. I can't have all of my canvases that wet. So mm-hmm. I like to leave out these like, and it's like, it's really pretty too, to have like a bowl of water and gemstones kind of around. So it serves a dual purpose in decor and for keeping things moisturized. So. I would say to go back to your question. I would say to make sure in those winter months, when you do have that artificial heat, while you still might have the sun from your windows, you need to make sure that you have moisture in the air for them mm-hmm. to th- to to continue to thrive.
1: Fair enough. ease Anything you want to add?
2: Well, uh, the one thing um, <clears throat> also uh, during those winter months, you know, um, there's a lot of darkness and stuff out there. I know that kind of from a mental health point of view, there are these UV lamps that are phenomenal for for a human being that wants to increase um, their vitamin D aspect. Can you use those type of lamps as well um, on some of these uh, plants? Or do you suggest just letting the natural light and stuff take over?
3: I suggest absolutely buying those UV lamps. Um, They have red and blue bulbs all along the inside sometimes. Sometimes you can buy a white light that is specifically mm-hmm. for plant lights. It has a certain amount of, like, uh, of rays that it's giving your plants. I would say one, it makes your room look cool because red and blue together give this like cool purple glow in the room. Um, mm. Two, it'll keep your plants very happy. We do need the sun rays even as human beings to like vitamin D mm. is so important. Um, so, I would say absolutely you can invest in those. I, for the longest time, wanted to resist it because of my light bill. Um, <laughs> but it actually did not do it, it's not as bad as it, you think it is, you know, if you're keeping it on twelve hours a day it's it doesn't it doesn't suck up as much energy as as I assumed it did. but yes, that was a great question this the plants absolutely do need vitamin D uh, as well or artificial even so through those lights, I would say. And you can find them on Amazon for, for under $20. So I would say experiment with it for sure.
2: Now also, um, you know, in kind of just doing research and stuff like that, there's also there's certain types of plant food that you can actually get um, that can help, whether it be, you know, uh, actual drops of vitamin D that get, you can put into the soil or on the leaves or something along those lines. Uh, is this kind of just an industry, you know, money grab or are these things actually important? Like, should we invest in them? Because, look, I got guinea pigs and I've gotten so many like different things that were <laughs> supposed to be really good for them. And they just they eat cardboard. That's what they do. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if I'm going to invest in a plant, I don't I you know, I, I don't want to jump in and buy like everything and then realize like I needed a toothbrush and a high five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
3: I definitely get that.
2: Um, I think there can be money grabs. I think with anything,
3: there's higher and lesser quality things. And, uh, you know, you can do your research to figure it out. However, plants are living complex things. So there are a lot of factors that go into a plant's well-being, food being one of them. I think fertilizer is super important. However, you can make your own by creating a compost. I think that like, for instance, so this is the, the, the things that I see in the plant community that I'm in a lot and things that I even do. People are collecting rainwater, collecting living water from lakes. This has more nutrients in the algae in the, in the animal parts and bug parts that are found in that water. This will feed a plant. This is the natural habitat of the plant, right? To have living things to fertilize it with. Um, so you could do that. I think also the soil is a huge thing. A lot of people, myself included, wanted to fight paying for good soil and and knowing that there was a difference in it. But it's true. If you have a bonsai tree, somebody mentioned a bonsai before, you did. Um, you need a special soil for that. You need, um, you know, a lot of fertilization for those plants Mm -hmm. trees are very complex they need to eat a lot because think about it they're in the ground they're vast. the roots go on for miles and miles they grab a lot of nutrients and food from the soil and from from things like that so for instance my bonsai trees that i have are sitting in um, a mixture of like soil volcanic rock pieces Mm -hmm. um and and river pebbles etc you know this kind of aerates the soil so they the roots won't sit in water and rot. but also mm. provides a lot of nutrients for the plant as it as it's there so um yeah i mean there's a lot of money grabs out there but also there's a lot of things that do go into having a happy healthy thriving plant
2: and feeding them is one of them <laughs> that, that is awesome. Unfor- unfortunately, the Apollo curtain is starting to be pulled upon us. We want to give these last couple of minutes um, to you, promote all of your social medias, um, the next spot where you are going to be. Please drop that again. And, you know, hopefully people can reach out to you for questions about these the soil questions and anything that you've heard on the show. Is it cool that they reach out and talk?
3: Absolutely. We talk. Any questions, any concerns that you have on our Instagram or on our Facebook messengers, and we'll absolutely answer this to the best of our ability. We're your queer plant shop. That's at your queer plant shop um, on Instagram and on Facebook. We do have a website that typically goes up in the winter months after pop up season. Our next, uh, the next time you'll see us is at New Haven Pride. I want to see all you guys there. So come see us at New Haven Pride. Check out our page for our next, wherever we're going to be. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show.
1: Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you, Anika. On WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Prestige with EZ Blues. And this has been Behind the Brand. Thank you.
3: thank you thank
0: you wondering what to write about trying to figure out what it's all about excellent chalice. am i worth i don't know i don't know spending time all alone sending my songs to the phone dreaming of a better home while focused on trying to hone this craft Witchcraft I hope the Brujas let this last I don't know If the earth is painted I've had the ghost, negative ones the most the seconds, 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 the seconds Wasted, never returned I'm spaceship dreaming of landing home I'm not alone Even though we all die One thing I fear is time. The seconds, seconds, the seconds, the seconds, the seconds, the seconds I wanna go outside